<laughs> Welcome back to Launch Speed. I'm Captain Kirk, and we are currently flying at 6,395 times faster than the speed of light. Sadly, joined by my first officer, who did not want to participate in this intro, Brendan. <laughs> On our epic journey to go where no man has ever wanted to go before, and probably never will again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you took a nap right before we started recording this, I'm really hyped. I think that this turned out pretty good. I think we really hit the swing of things around the seven minute mark. <laughs> I just I just pulled that number up. <laughs> Roll it. Roll it. There's multiple shapes and sh- sizes. Just decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's and hitting an animal. Well, it's not gonna hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> It will determine the, the launch speed. Launch speed. Launch speed. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to launch speed. How was your week, my man? It was a long week. Good week, but a long week. Why was it so long? Because I've been waking up at 4.30 for the past five days. Wow. Nice. And then, let me guess, you stayed up way too late on Friday night and ruined your sleep schedule? Yep. Yep. So now I am just, I feel like I'm dragging ass. Yeah. You kind of look like it. Yeah, I know. I always look like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I usually look pretty rough. Monday's going to be particularly hard for you. I'm going to bed at 8 on Sunday. Yeah, if you're tired enough. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna drink like 10 bottles of NyQuil and just knock me out. <laughs> that sounds real healthy. I'm sorry, man. I just can't help it. I just don't. I just, So before I didn't mind going to work tired, but if I go to work tired now, I will get hurt and I just can't handle that. Right. Because your job depends on it. Yeah. As does your livelihood now. It does. Yep. Uh, but I mean, what good things happened this week? Uh, good things oh, at, the, at the job, mostly nothing. Okay. There wasn't like any particular incident that I was like, man, this is a great time. I just really enjoyed the work I did. That's good. Uh, we started on the sixth floor, and when we got up there, there was nothing up. It was just concrete pillars, and now on Friday, we hung half the drywall. Nice. So we put everything else up. You framed it? I framed it, built all the headers, and I started hanging drywall on Friday, and drywall can blow me. Yeah, a lot of people, like uh, they'll do almost everything themselves, and then they hire out the drywall because it's heavy, it sucks, it's not easy to work with. And there's just so much of it that needs to be done. It's just, it's like you make one cut and you're immediately just dirty, and you can never catch a breath because it's just dust yep. everywhere. Yep. Stuff yeah. sucks. We're dealing with twelve feet long sheets of drywall. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. No. Yeah, that's something. That's something my parents have uh, contracted out in the past because they're like, nope. No. Especially the ceiling bits. I don't know if you had to hang drywall on the ceiling. Not yet. I will be doing that this week, though. Yeah, that's especially bad. There's not a drop ceiling? This is like an office building or what? So there there are drop ceilings. Yeah. But there are parts that we do have to drywall. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. At least it's not the whole thing, though. That's true. Sadly, the like the ones that we're doing, it's one full length of drywall. It's not even, it doesn't need to be cut in length. Okay. So it's just going to be the full weight of it up over my head. Yep. I guess you really can't go to work tired then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've already got a partner that, uh, besides his, the huge language barrier between us. Yep. Which is tough. Mm -hmm. I, I speak in the most broken Spanish you can possibly, I speak Spanish 
better than he speaks English. That's bad. And that's real bad. That's really because you don't even speak Spanish like at no. all. I know a couple words. I know a couple insults. And now I've learned I've learned most directions in Spanish because I had to. Yeah. Because I'd say it in English and he'd just say what to me. Well, at least he knows that word. Or he'd say it in Spanish to me. I'd be like, what, where are we going here with this? At least he admits when he doesn't understand. Because I've worked with people in the past with a language barrier and they don't admit when they don't understand it. They just assume, you know, one thing. They assume that you're talking about this yeah. instead of that. And then, and then there's, it's just even worse because you can't, I just feel like I can't ever really under, get if he knows what I'm saying or not. He'll tell me something. He'll say a whole sentence in English and he's trying to get, he's trying to get it across and not a single word made sense to me. I'm just like, I look down and I'm like, I'm really sorry, man. Like, you're going to have to repeat that and you're going to have to point at things <laughs> because you're speaking English somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit you're you're using the words but not in a way that makes sense to yeah. me but that was so overall love the job i'm excited when work is over at the end of the day but not for the same reasons i was happy that work was over when my last job just because you're tired and you yeah. want to kind of do something else relax not i just want to do i just don't want to do anything yeah i just i'm excited to go home and just get some r&r yeah i understand but at least it's like the good thing about this job, I think for you, I think is that like you were able to see progress towards a goal. Yes. You would get some personal satisfaction. I do. Out of it, which is nice. It's, it's not just the same thing, different day. Yeah. So that's good. Anything for you? Uh, I mean, we went to the Celtic festival today. Dude, that was, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't think it was worth $25. I don't know. It was, eh. it was pretty fun. I mean, 25 bucks, it's not like it's that much. But we got to go and watch some ridiculous sports. Some With some ridiculous people. Yeah, some, yeah. The sports having ridiculously large people, both men and women. Dude, like the, like the men, like, I'm never that impressed with the size of a guy. Like, it's just, you know, guys can be any variant. But, like, most women tend to be, if they're big, they tend to be, like, real soft looking. But these women looked like they could bench press trees for fun. Yeah. They were some some hard looking women. Yeah, but it was crazy to see them like throw stuff. Yeah, and just demolish. I mean, it 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 made me feel very insecure. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right. <laughs> I would not want to get in a fist fight with any of them. No, but it was fun. It was fun to watch because they they had the uh, probably the the least satisfying one was the one where they take like a twenty foot log. The caber. Yeah. And they try and throw it so that it uh, Overturns. flips. Yeah, yeah. It has to flip. Yeah. And one guy uh, in about uh, 300 attempts got it. Yeah. One guy got it. And so that, that kind of sucked. But th then throwing the cement block, that was pretty cool. The shot put. and the, I like uh, how everything they used was just the rough version of the Olympic style. Yeah. Like the shot put was literally a boulder. It was just they, a rock. They pulled it out of the water just... 10 minutes earlier whatever the cement block was <laughs> i don't know if they do they have something similar to that in the olympics i'd be i'd be closer to the hammer toss okay which you they know, had the they slit hammer toss which you said in the olympics is a steel cable a and steel, a ball it's a steel cable and a they ball. used a hammer yeah well it had a ball in the end but it's, it was pretty much a hammer it's a, a sledgehammer <laughs> yeah that that one looked particularly bad for your shoulder blades yeah because they never turned around to throw it, it yeah they went back over their their head yeah. No, it is it is cool seeing that stuff though. The people that attend those kinds of things, I feel like are uh, very. I don't know. I'm with you. 
it's a very niche thing to like go to that and dress up when you're not participating in a sport. Yeah, I didn't, so I get the people who were at the festival and in the festival dressed as Celtics. Yeah, but I didn't get the people who were just walking around dressed in Celtic gear. I've never understood that. That's never really been me. But I mean, if you have fun with it, you know, I guess whatever. I mean, I guess you got to air them out somehow. There's a guy at the uh, at the weapons tent who is asking for authentic battle ready. Historically accurate weapons. He, I like how he described himself as a snob, and I was like, I think you mean asshole, but we'll <laughs> go with what snob. It's like, why do you want or need a battle-ready weapon? What pos- What do you possibly need he that He gets for? bullied at work. Probably. And he needs to make some corrections. I- <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, a little dagger is not the most efficient way to do that. I, I hear there are other ways. Yes. Yes. Moving on from that. So... We'll talk about the next one in ex- uh, when we're looking forward. But we did a podcast earlier this week. Was that Thursday night? Yeah, it was Thursday. Yep. With the Ace Bit Network, and it was a it was a lot more fun. When you told me it was eight o'clock one, I was kind of upset. It was kind of late for me, and I was I usually don't enjoy talking to strangers, but that was really enjoyable. That was a lot of fun. I think we're uh, we're gonna release that next week. Is that the sightline on it? That is the sideline on it. I was thinking like two or three weeks from now. Oh, <laughs> okay. I figured you were just going to keep, not keep putting it off, but it was just, it's a lot to edit. It is a lot to edit Four people talking. Uh, but yeah, that I'm really excited for that one to, to come out and see how it all comes together. Cause it, it's a lot, it is like entirely about gaming. So if you're not into that, then I understand if you don't want to listen to it, but I think it was really funny. It was a whole lot of fun to do. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing more we collaborations. We did interview somebody with, with the most interesting name cup yeah yep. her parents hated her apparently named or her really cup. like soup and named her <laughs> cup anything this week that irritated you um the caps lost Ugh, dude it's really depressing i was so i went to bed when it was two zero for caps yeah and i was just ecstatic i was like let's go second round and then i woke up lost in second double overtime yep four three yeah it, it sucks i mean it was two zero then it was three one then it was 3-3 three, three for an entire extra round of overtime, and then they lost part of the way through that. It, I mean, we we stayed up until I think it was, ended at like 11.30 for nothing. We usually try and get to bed by 9.30. And There's nothing more disappointing hours. than watching your team play, stay up late, cut into your schedule, and then have them let you down. Yep. But, I mean, there were some, there were some real fishy no calls by the ref. I did rewatch the the no goal call. Yep. On the caps, I don't get it. They said that the guy hit the goalie's pad, which forced the puck into the thing, into the net. Okay. But there was the the worst one was there was a horse collar on one of the caps players, and nobody caught it, and that's incredibly dangerous. Like his head hit the ice. Somebody just came from behind and threw him down, and that that in my opinion should be an ejection from the game. There wasn't anything going Especially on around if it's on it. the caps. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was, I, I'm very biased, but it was from behind, no warning, no action anywhere near them in just a downright dirty move. Yeah. Just told him to bite the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing, uh, one of the younger players of uh, Verona, he got high sticked in the face and was bleeding all over the ice and the refs didn't call that either. They didn't actually air that one on TV, but that was uh, pretty disappointing. The other thing that was irritating this week is so there's a there's p- part of the drive on my way home. There's a spot 
where you turn right. It's a single turn lane with no light. You turn right, and then it's two lanes that eventually merge into one. So I was the second to last vehicle in a long line of cars. So I was in the right-hand lane going to merge left with one other car behind me and many, many cars in front of me. This asshole <laughs> in this lightish blue, uh, like roundabouts 2012 Chevy Silverado with the oldest Maryland style license plate. It has a lot of sevens in it. If you know this guy, please let me know so I can find him. Uh, <laughs> he sped up to not let me merge in. Now, there's a couple things wrong with this. One, fuck that guy. Uh, two, <laughs> He's not saving any time. It's a single lane for the next four or five miles. Like, it, it, what's the what's the big deal if he's what's the big behind deal just getting behind instead of front? Because I was the second to last car. This dude was already behind me. <laughs> so instead of letting me merge over like a normal person, he sped up. I looked back. I made eye contact with this fucker, and he just stayed there smoking his fucking cancer stick, dude. You are heated. heated. Take it down a notch. He drove me Take onto the fucking shoulder, bro. Down a bit. You could have just braked if you were the last car then. Yeah, I did. That's oh. what I ended up doing. But the point is, he shouldn't have been such a dickbag about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, let me just... I, I Let's just move on from this because my blood is boiling just thinking about it. You look <sighs> unhappy. I would say would so. Say. I would say so. Um, did you have anything that irritated you to that point this week? No, actually, I did not. <laughs> I just want to preface that and say that is when that happened, that was the most mad I think I've been in a very, very long time. I, I legit laid on my horn for an entire minute and flicked him off the entire way home for the next five miles. I just had one finger out, just flicking him off. <laughs> I, really petty? It's not going to change anything? Nope. But I was behind him, and he wasn't getting away from me. He didn't gain anything extra by not letting me in when I was already in front of him. So, let's move on. You sure? I think you we should don't move, just, I think we don't should move just on. Stay here? Yeah, I don't think people just we want to hear me ranting We could go for five more miles <laughs> with the middle finger out. Hey, man, you wanted me to bring more of myself I into did, the podcast. I did, I did. And this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm happy that you're unhappy. Uh, thank you. I love that. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so next week, uh, we're not going to be doing a, a regular podcast. And in lieu of our regular podcast, I'm going to release the episode that we talked about uh, with the 8-Bit Network. Okay. It should be, uh, that'll be our stand-in for that week. We were going Why to have... next week? Next week? Right. I'm because not here. you're not here I'm for not here. Uh, Bachelor Party, I think. Yeah, Bachelor Party out in West Virginia. Yeah, hopefully you make it back from that. I hope I do too. If it ends up like Hangover, I'm in real trouble. Yeah. You know, the, the worst part about the Hangover is the second and third movie, which have the exact same premise. It's like, you think they would have learned. Yeah. But it's I know it's just a movie. But Can't fix stupid. Uh, regardless, uh, I think that's it for that podcast news. Uh, we don't have any shout-outs this week, but thank you again, Mike, for your glorious email. We did enjoy it as always. Yeah, we enjoyed it very much this week. And we have been approached by one of our viewers, fans. Listeners great people that they want us to set up a hotline so you guys can call in leave voicemails for us and we'll do voicemail episodes solely for patreon okay yeah i like that 
Um, also, we're now doing permanent discounts on our t-shirts over at our Teespring page for Patreon members only. Yep. And uh, maybe if you email me really nicely, I'll give you a discount code that expires in an hour. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing that as an incentive. Uh, I guess we should shout out to our current Patreons, which are Doug, Brian, Casey, and Rob. We appreciate your guys' support, helping us going, giving us a little bit of a... We're gonna have to cut that. We're we're gonna have to stop doing that section after a bit, man. We're gonna have so many names. We're gonna take the whole episode up. Yep, yep. Another week or two. <laughs> yeah, another week. <laughs> All right. So let's show off some bear bits. <laughs> let's do it. I love the way you said that. <laughs> Did you know that a grizzly polar bear hybrid, which can also be called a growler bear or a pizzly bear, that's a terrible name, or a nanolac. That's probably not the correct enunciation of that, but do I care? No. Is that would that be like the Inuit word? I I bet that's the Inuit word for that. What's an Inuit? The the Eskimos? Yeah. Why didn't you say Eskimo? Well, because I couldn't think of the word. Also, <laughs> I think Inuit's the proper word for them. All right, but it computers tell me, yep. All right, good. I'm glad <laughs> computer. That looks depressingly sad. That, why'd you pick the saddest picture of one yeah, of these bears? That, that looks just like a normal bear. Good. All right. So it's a super rare hybrid. Uh, in 2006, the occurrence of this hybrid in nature was confirmed by testing the DNA of a unique looking bear that had been shot. So that bear no longer exists. Yep. Near Sox Harbor uh, in, in the Canadian Arctic. Sox? Sax. Sax. Soches. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say that? It's sex. It's spelled like Goldman Sachs. Yeah. The number of confirmed hybrids has now risen to eight, but all of them are descending from the same female polar bear. This polar bear just really likes the brown bear? Nope. Sorry. Grizzly bear. Yeah. A grizzly bear. Really likes the grizzly bear then. Yeah. She just can't get enough of it, I guess. That's very interesting. How do these hybrids do? How well do they do? Since there's only eight of them, I'd say not well. Well, okay. Is there anything like about them? Because polar bears and grizzly bears are designed. That's the weird designed. word. Use, designed <laughs> to live in different climates. They've like adapted to those climates, right? Yeah. So is there anything that gets screwed up with that hybridization? Yeah. So the pizzly bear uh, does not have fur on its feet, so it can't survive in colder climates. But it has such a thick fur, it also can't survive in warmer climates. So it's kind of just screwed. Oh, so it can only live in this one zone. Yeah. That, well. Uh, Near the Arctic Circle, but not in it and not outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. I wonder, I don't it's think. It's now you're entering the Pizzly Bear Zone. I don't think bears migrate, but I feel like these bears would kind of have to migrate. Because they can't stand on the ice, but they can't get too hot. Yeah. Oh, that'd be rough. It would be. Yeah. I mean, sucks for these guys. I want they. I don't know their size though. I didn't read that. I didn't read about it. Didn't well, do enough grizzly research. bears are fucking huge. But so are polar bears. I don't. I maybe. I, I I know more about grizzly bears than polar bears. To be fair, I think polar bear is the largest bear, isn't it? I don't know. Let's ask our computer. Yeah, we do have Alexa right here. <laughs> Let's go. Polar bears big. So these bears are gigantic. Yeah. I mean, grizzly bears. I think can stand up to like eleven feet tall. Um, which is just nuts when you think about it. Yeah. And, uh, so I think I, if I remember the article correctly, which, you know, the most respectful of resources, Wikipedia. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a little smaller than a, a polar bear, a little larger than a grizzly bear. That would make sense. So it just looks like a runt polar bear, basically. Yeah. So the coloring, this particular one, and most of the pictures I've seen, it's kind of like tan, and it gets darker as you move towards the rear, and it's the kinda, more tender parts of the meat. Yeah, it looks kind of like a dog, really. I like it how looks they like had, a dog. Coloring. I like how they had to confirm it. The only way to confirm these hybrids is to shoot it. Is to shoot it. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not exactly what happened, but we can just go with that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be there when like I wouldn't want to trank one of these things and be there when it wakes up. Oh no. I'd say that's I'd say that's true for all bears and I, most vicious animals. I all carnivorous animals. But I feel like these ones are going to be particularly angry because they're never in the right climate. So recap from some of the things we've talked about in the past we talked a very long time ago about a laundry folding machine that, that we all want and dream of we all want it was supposed to come out this year for the low low price of a thousand dollars that uh, would have been worth it to me the company has gone bankrupt so we're never gonna see that really really sad i mean this thing's been at ces the uh consumer electronics showcase for the last couple of years like saying how awesome it is but they couldn't get this this uh, machine thingy to fold your clothes, and that's disappointing. Ah, oh, man, that's just no good. I'm sure someone will pick it up, though. I I hope so. I mean, I understand. There's there are a lot of technical difficulties with this. There are significant others out there who want this. Yeah, I I yep. <laughs> I I would like this. And I know the case is going to interject here and say I don't do most of the laundry folding in the house, but I'd still like this. Yeah. So I stopped hearing that line. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kidding. Uh, Also, Nepal, who recently banned PUBG because it was uh, too addicting for children, they weren't able to uphold it. And they were basically called out for having no research, no anything to back it up. And uh, multiple players of the game filed an injunction against the government that temporarily halted the ban, and they, the, the government just decided not to fight it. And they're just, they're just like, whatever, you you can play it. It's it's shocking though that a government with <coughs> no research or support would just make a law. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like you know, blocking bills because nurses just spend their time playing cards. Yeah. For a little bit of research on that, or a little bit of background, a senator from the Midwest somewhere said said that nurses play cards most of the time, seventy five percent of the yeah. day, and is now probably the most hated person in the country. Yeah, I, there's there's a select group of people I don't bash their career choices, whether like whether it doesn't pay enough or whatever. It's nurses, police officers, and like firefighters, teachers. Nah, there's some teachers I can bash quite easily. Well, there's somebody, there's people all all, yeah. all over the place that are bad at their job or don't care about their job. But teachers do have three months off, and I'm not going to argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's really more like two and a half, really, when you get down to it. It's but, still uh, two and a half months. Yeah, I know. It, it would be pretty nice to do that. Do you know that. how much vacation time I accumulate this year? Well, it's your first year. Do you know how much I'll accumulate next year? Okay. No, Zero. how much? Really? There's no paid vacation time. Wow, ever? ever. That doesn't make sense. It's a manual labor job. You're just hourly. Yeah. Not salaried. So, 
eh, you don't show up, you don't get paid. But they they have no problem with you taking days off. That's the nice thing is they're not gonna you're not gonna lose your job if you just take like a whole week off. They're, That's good. They're just like yeah, you'll it'll be here for. There's always work to be done. It it'll be here for you. We're not gonna fire you. Yeah. Nice. Uh, speaking of getting fired, in addition to getting your body cremated, Washington State is going to allow you to turn your dead body into compost. So when you say compost, do you mean like you can make like plant flowers in it? Yeah. Like your body's just laying there out in the lawn and you just plant little flowers in yep, it? Yep. Just your body, just nothing done to it, just going to be flowers. No, they're, well, I mean, they're going to they're gonna grind it up real nice and make you into <laughs> pretty much mulch is what you're going to be. <laughs> so if you feel like getting cremated and getting your ashes scattered over your enemies or... Uh, what are the other oh getting just getting buried yeah if you feel like those things aren't good enough for you you can now grow weed in oregon or sorry washington (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting cremated in washington you can can get your body to be fertilizer in washington state isn't there something like you're not supposed to consume food that has been grown out of like human waste i don't know wouldn't you count as human waste would you though i would think so Maybe because the body is full of the same toxins that your waste. I is. wouldn't want to. Let's just say I wouldn't eat the food grown out of dead body. No, I wouldn't either. But it, it, like, who's gonna buy this? Well, so one of the things that I read, and it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Like you plant a tree with your dead daughter, and then <laughs> just the tree <laughs> reminds you of her. And then you move away and all is forgotten and it's just a tree to everyone else. Until someone, you know, they build a house around it or out of that tree and your daughter comes back and kills everyone in the house <laughs> and they make a movie about it 40 years later. <laughs> kind of sounds like a horror movie, yeah. So what would you, if you could pick anything, what would you want to be done with your body when you die? I, I wonder if you're going to say the same thing that I'm thinking I don't, I don't know what you're thinking I'm going to say, but I would like my body to be catapulted at least a mile. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm wrong. Not the same thing. <laughs> I, I want to be shot out of a cannon at high speeds to the point where like the, the friction of it just turns me to ash, and it's just like a little ash trail everywhere. I think the only way that would work is if... I don't think that would work anyway at all whatsoever. Uh, unless I they, dro- if they dropped you from yep. the outer from outer space and you burnt up in the stratosphere, that would be cool with me. That'd be pretty cool. What if they froze you and just shot you out of a cannon into the water, into the sea? And I just skipped like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. For me, though, it would be a combination of Viking and Indian funerals. So they would put my dead body onto a raft and shoot a flaming arrow. That's the Viking part, mm-hmm. and the thing would go up in flames. The Indian part is where my still-living wife has to stand on the raft with me. <laughs> that's also Viking. Oh, it, I thought that was, like, Indian. No, that's all Viking. Okay. <laughs> so it was, like, a person you loved, your wife, or usually a slave of the household would have to die with you. Well, we don't have slaves, <laughs> uh, so we would go with wife has to die with me on the funer- funeral pyre. <laughs> Man, well, how are we? How am I supposed to continue the podcast then if I don't have the smart computer? If you take it from me, oh, good point. Well, I'm not planning on dying anytime soon, well, but chances are upsetting. she is going to live longer than me. Yeah, the history or genetics has shown that. If if the state that you die in allows it, I'll give that to you. Okay. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be there for your own funeral, man. I 
hate to break to everyone, but I will be the first one dead out of all of us. I'm glad you have such faith in your abilities to live. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's things. That was a pretty cheery subject. Speaking of lighting your bodies on fire, at the Apple Store... You can light your body on fire? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, now that you brought up Apple, isn't there some whiny guy who's complaining about... He's, like, f- suing them for a billion dollars? Yeah, an 18-year-old in or around New York, I think, is suing Apple for $1 billion, claiming that they used facial recognition, which wrongfully... Uh, identified him as a suspect in an Apple store thievery case. So someone was going around to different Apple stores in the area and stealing stuff. And he claims that their facial recognition identified him and that maybe he was harassed or arrested. Uh, That isn't actually, that isn't specified in the, in the article. So since that article didn't specify it, I did go and look a little more into it. And what happened was somebody took his identity, not not stole his identity like his social security, but for the Apple purposes, took his identity, his name, his address and everything. And then Apple or he said that Apple used facial recognition to pair his face with this thief who had his information. But then Apple came out and said, we don't use facial recognition in our stores. We just looked at a, a surveillance tape and then we realized you're not the same guy. Yeah. This seems like a frivolous and unfounded lawsuit. You know, he he probably got arrested, and then when they released him the same day or the next day, because I assume it didn't take very long to realize, you don't look like... not the same guy. This guy's (laughs) 6'5", and you're 4'8". Yeah. He probably got home, and all of his friends were like, dude, you could get some money for this. Yeah, probably. You for sure could win a lawsuit on this. I mean, this is like 18-year-old thinking. A billion (laughs) dollars? No one's going to pay you a billion dollars for that. I mean, they would literally have had to have killed his whole family in order for them to get anywhere close to a billion dollars. Yeah, two hundred fifty million, maybe for your family. Yeah, that's that's an absurd amount of money. This is just some idiot eighteen-year-old trying to make the best of a not even really all that bad situation. Yeah, I mean, super. I, I'd super be whiny. super unhappy if I got unrest, uh, like arrested wrongfully. But at the end of the day, if I got released. I'd just be like, man, I wasted that whole day. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been it. doing, well, I was going to say chores, but that's not what's going through your head. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's not going through anyone's head. I could have been doing chores. <laughs> Fair point. So, but what do you think about facial recognition in this context in general? So, I don't I don't have a problem with facial recognition. I, I get it's, I think it's super handy when I can unlock my phone with it. Yeah. I don't have to type in a code. I mean, for like surveillance and legal purposes, like like the police using it and those kinds of things. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. You don't have a problem with it? I don't break the law to be worried about it. So, I mean, there's like, it's, it gets kind of fishy though, right? You don't, I, I, I don't know. It Like when you're speeding, it, it'd be equivalent to kind of this. If in your car, every time you broke the speed limit, you get automatically got a ticket. Ooh. So that's kind of like facial recognition because that you are technically breaking the law, except for whenever you do something wrong, like go into a store and steal something or even accidentally take something because your toddler put it in the cart and you didn't know about it, then you would automatically get arrested or fined or whatever it is. There's like there's no leeway whatsoever. So I don't I mean, I don't think facial recognition go to the point where 
if it recognizes you doing something, it just sends you a ticket in the mail. Right. And that's unlikely, but it's the same kind of thing where the uh, the government or the prosecuting agency or whatever has the authority and the uh, the technology to automatically prosecute you very easily. I I think it would, it needs to be a bit more than just you look like this guy on this camera. Yeah, like they need well, yeah they need to match a little bit more than just that. Right, but I mean it's just it's like uh, when it, it's getting a little big brothery. Right. Agreed. With if there's facial recognition everywhere that more or less records whenever anybody does anything wrong. And let's just presume that it's super accurate. It just records all the time. It just can identify individuals through that. The recordings. Right. It's like I don't do anything that would actually pose a problem. But I still don't want to be on camera 24 seven. I still don't want basically whatever company knowing where I am all the time or um, like there, it's a possibility that they put this on street cameras. And so they know wherever you're going, they track where you're going, how you go and like insert ads based on the things that you drive by. And most, most of this is advertised. Instagram already the does that just go, yeah. perfectly fine. Man, the, the whole like ad thing is just getting out of hand. Like the data mining, but Privacy is really a fallacy. So, I I might I might be wrong, and I don't want to be checked on it because I also don't care. Okay. But I could have sworn that the reason why they do the the like the giant tag, you know, get some discounts here or there, is they also take the data. Like they, whatever you bought, it is now logged as this is what you have bought, and they keep track of everything that tag has been associated with. Possibly. I mean, it would make sense. I don't know what they would do that with that information. If you're talking particularly about grocery stores, I I don't know what, I don't know how that would really, I mean, would they send you customized coupons or something like that? If they did, I'd be a big, bigger fan of it. Right. And it's like ads are kind of weird in that way because when it benefits you, nobody's complaining about it. But when it's just, just there and it's creepy, it's creepy. Like that new subway commercial that I saw like hundreds of times because it was on during the Caps game. This girl's sitting on the couch and she's like, Sesame and Ginger, how'd you know exactly what I wanted, Subway? And the smart speaker lights up and she's like, thank you. I would be like, here's a flamethrower. Get the fuck out of my house. Like that's, it's creepy. It's not cool. It's creepy. Yeah. I want to know how long it takes for my phone to start displaying things about the Celtic festival or Celtic things in general. I don't know. I've never searched it. I didn't have to. Yeah, you knew where it was. I knew where it was. (laughs) I knew what it was going to be. How to get there. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how long it takes Instagram to pick it up. I wonder if it it even will. I don't know. I kind of want to check right now. But let's keep moving on. Let's keep going. Uh, The other big tech company in the news recently, Google, uh, they're being sued. Not being sued, actually, this time. Wow. Facebook was sued for three times last week. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't write anything down about that because nobody cares about Facebook. Google is uh, going to be delivering goods by drones this year. It's not actually Google. It's called Wing Aviation. It is a company owned by Google's parent company. If you didn't know this, Google is owned by a company named Alphabet. Uh, It's kind of like a shell company. But they also own Wing and so Wing got the first FAA, FAA approval to fly and deliver 
commercial goods. So they have um, they have operations already in Canberra, Australia, and they're working on some in Finland. So is it's Canberra in Australia. Canberra is in Australia. Okay, uh, and they're working on it in Finland. But this is the first instance of them being allowed to do this in the U.S. They're testing it out in two places. One's Blacksburg, Virginia, and the other one is Christiansburg, Virginia. And I would not have picked Blacksburg. No. I would. I mean, outside I think the they're s- probably thinking like college town. Yeah, I mean, it is. Right. But outside of that, ain't nothing but hillbillies. Right. <laughs> and why would you want to fly a drone around with potentially hundreds of dollars of merchandise when you have people with potentially hundreds of shotguns in their in their house. Let's not say potentially with <laughs> hundreds of shotguns. I mean, why do you really need more than like two shotguns? Right? I want to know. I, I'm in, super interested in security for the drones. Can I'm they s- shoot back if they've been <laughs> shot at first? Is is there like a warfare, like rules of warfare here? Oh, that would be pretty cool-ish. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'd be really cool. I'm more comfortable with drones that can shoot than facial recognition everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do, how do you protect your... Because these drones cannot be cheap. I, I don't know if there's a, a stat on it, but they're probably several hundred dollars, like five, six hundred dollars, maybe even up to a thousand dollars. They're not small either. They've got... 12 uh fa- blades on them 12 props on them they're they're pretty big and obviously they can carry like l- big enough uh packages that makes them worthwhile and uh so this our computer just put up a video yeah, a of drone what the drone down? might do if you try and shoot it down i'm not exactly sure what's going on here so let's take a second to read this okay all right enough reading so Amazon, which is not Google, Amazon has patented a thing for uh, drones to interact with each other and get warning signs when they've been hijacked, which only solves half the problem. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't help them not being shot in the first place. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there's not really a good solution to this. Like, yeah, they can maybe recover the drone. They can maybe prosecute the guy who shot it down. Maybe. But in general, mm, I don't know. It, what what if though like other drones came to the rescue of the first drone and then just recorded the guy so like you have one drone flying half a mile behind the first drone no matter where it goes when the first drone gets shot down the other drone comes up and just like starts recording stuff it's like hey it's this guy he just sits on top of his car <laughs> he drives his truck back to his little shack with the uh, with the package <laughs> in his hands, and he destroys the other one, and the the other drone's just sitting on top of his car, like, "Hey, please, come get this guy." <laughs> that would be nice. I it would. They, I definitely think they need to do. I'm sure this is their priority is yeah. figuring out how to secure their merchandise. I do also genuinely think it's not going to be that much of an issue. No. Mostly, it's going to uh, be doing it in inside of city limits, and in general, people don't shoot shotguns inside of city. All most that. of the time, it's illegal. Most of the time, probably. And uh, But what I am excited for is the possibility of this for delivering food. Because you don't have to tip a driver that way. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> That's a plus. But it, it'll be faster. Uh, like, one of the things it said was that when there's a lot of traffic, you can get food delivered, like, really quickly. Ooh. Yeah. Except so weather would be a huge problem. That would be a big deal. When it's bad weather and traffic. Your McDonald's bag will get soaked and the burgers will fall out into the sidewalk. Or onto, rather. 
No, into. <laughs> it's just freshly poured concrete. <laughs> In this case, we'll just say yeah. So that's uh that's an interesting thing and I guess we'll see how it goes. It it'll be forever before it spreads to many cities in the u.s and i think probably it's not ever going to be like down here no i i think it'll always have to be a well-developed urban area similar to 5g which uh there's been a lot of talk about 5g recently verizon's like hey we're gonna put it in this many cities this year uh 5g is pretty much only ever going to be in the big cities because the the signal does not travel very far and it doesn't permeate like any materials you pretty much have to be outside and very close to the cell tower. So that kind of sucks for, for most of the people who don't live in cities. Yeah. So the 4G infrastructure seems relatively good. 4G is pretty good. Yeah. I will say that 4G also doesn't. I, I believe they they have a similar problem of not being able to penetrate as well because I get 3G at work all the time. But I rarely get 4G. I swear there are signal jammers in my building because I can't get hardly anything. But it might just be a poured concrete building, man. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know for sure. Either way, Google is making deliveries easier, but Amazon is making returns easier. You can now return or soon be able to return. Uh, yeah, in July, you can return any of your Amazon goods to any Kohl's store. Ooh. That's nice because it eliminates the wait time between re- returning your good and getting the money back. And it also eliminates that little bit of anxiety. Like, are they going to accept it? Are they going to return me or are they going to give me credit for the right item? You know? Yeah. And you don't have to put anything in the mail. Uh, yeah. Because who likes going to the post office? Am I right? Nobody likes yeah. going to the post office. So I thought that was really cool. A neat thing that they're doing. Also, you can, you'll be able to buy Amazon goods at Kohl's. Which is, eh? So I, so I've been to a Whole Foods recently w- w- under their purchase, right. under their buying of by Amazon. Uh, as an Amazon Prime member, I do get discount at Whole Foods. Yep. So it's still overpriced food, but for a slightly lower cost. But if you have the Amazon uh, credit card, not only do you get a discount at Whole Foods, you also get five percent cash back. So that works out to almost being uh one and a half times as expensive as a regular grocery store still (laughs) they do have some really like nice high quality stuff like it's it's all expensive but they have some nice high quality stuff that you can't find a lot of other places agreed also the the food selection is pristine of like food that's been made already yeah like food that you can like eat there yeah i believe most foods have like a kind of cafeteria style yeah i got a burger there one day bomb really it was a really really good burger i've never eaten at one i've uh out of sheer principle only been into a whole foods about three times out of necessity okay uh, what is the principle what is this out of principle though it's too expensive okay and it's just kind of uh it's one of those things it's it's like a status symbol people are like oh i shop at whole foods i'm like okay i shop at meat and stuff <laughs> i shop at aldi's which yeah. is the lowest of grocery stores yeah they come in like unbranded boxes and or, Although those those rip off all these uh, Girl Scout cookies were so good, yeah, man. The rip off of the Samoas, yep, a dollar thirty nine a package, almost the same thing. And you don't have to just support those little brats. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being very cynical on this episode. You are, man. But 
I will say I've only ever bought Girl Scout cookies because I've been guilted into buying them. That is exactly why most people buy them. I mean, some people really like them, and yeah. some of them are very good, but a lot of the time people are just guilted into it, which is neither here nor there. Yeah. That, that I really do hate walking out of the grocery store and trying to return my cart. And this little girl walks up and she's like, do you want to buy Girl Scout cookies? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'll buy some Girl Scout cookies. Although now you don't need to do that anymore because the Girl Scouts can now join the Boy Scouts. But for a girl only troop. Yep. So, so they're still the Girl Scouts. No. I get it. They're in the Boy Scouts of America, girls troop only. Yeah. But that seems like a better option. It does. And they don't beg you for money. <laughs> also, also, I've I, never seen the Boy Scouts do any fundraisers. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure they do fundraisers. But yeah. uh, I've also, I've read that the Girl Scouts of, is it called Girl Scouts of America? Let's go with it. They get ripped off by the cookie manufacturer. Like they get slim pickings of the profits <laughs> and most of it goes to the manufacturer. Well, Which is like just do a better fundraiser. Yeah, pick a different man. Well, do donuts. Yeah, I'd buy some donuts. I'd buy some donuts. Man, some asshole brought in like a giant box of donuts to work the other day and just left them out on the counter for anybody to eat. Did you eat most of them? I didn't. In the past, I've definitely eaten like three or four donuts, but I'm trying this new thing where I see food and then I don't eat it. Wow, that's a good principle. Yeah, it's it's I'd still work in progress. I would tell you I probably ate more donuts last week than you've eaten in your entire life. I would say probably not, but how many donuts did you eat last week? So I had at least nine for five days. Holy cow. That's only 45 donuts. I've eaten way more than 45 donuts. It looks like you've eaten that's more a than 45 donuts. <laughs> Thank you. That's a lot of donuts. Yeah. How, why were, were, were they just there? So... It was orientation last week right. and a little bit of training. Mm-hmm. And they bought us breakfast and it was two dozen donuts and nobody ate them. So I wasn't going to let them go to waste. I couldn't. <laughs> so the whole day I would just be eating donuts. Yep. I would have Chipotle or Chick-fil-A for lunch and then I'd have three, three or four donuts afterwards. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent lifestyle you got going on there. I, I easily had five every morning in the first hour and a half. Do you have like... A sort of guilt for not finishing your food no really i i don't because if i can't finish it it's because i don't want to eat any more of it right and i don't feel guilty about it okay it's, i mean i don't it's not like or i don't i don't know why i feel this way I, it's i don't ever remember my parents explicitly saying something but when i like get too much food and i can't finish it children in africa who could eat it that Maybe I don't think they ever said that. I don't think that's something they would say. Uh, but I just feel bad. I don't like I don't like food going to waste in general. That's fair. I don't either. I'm not a huge waster. Right. I I'm pretty good at picking my servings. I know certain people who are very not good at picking their servings. And I know they share the last same last name <laughs> as me. <laughs> they will make he or she will make like a dozen eggs and eat six of them and be like, oh shit. <laughs> He's the worst about it. That's <laughs> so bad, but that's okay. Uh, that was a pretty big tangent. Did you know though that scientists have created a device that can translate your speech into speech? No. Amazing, right? What they've actually done 
is there are people for one reason or another who have electrode arrays implanted into their brains already. So they okay. already have them in there. So with this study, they use those uh, arrays, electrode arrays, in order to process brain waves. So what they were able to do is when you are talking, obviously your, your brain sends electrical signals in a certain pattern. And they were able to pick up that very last like impulse before your muscles actually move. So you would basically, it, what happened was these people were talking and the rec- the computer was recording them quote talking in brainwave form. So a practical use of this is somebody with some sort of muscular degenerative disease where they can no longer talk. If they try and talk, their brain will still send these, these signals the same way in theory. And while their mouth muscles may not be able to move, since the signals are being sent, a machine could potentially uh, translate this and spit it out. That's awesome. So for someone like Stephen Hawking, for instance, who could like only type or speak five to ten words a minute towards the end of his life, this could theoretically enable him to talk way more than anyone really wants to hear. Yeah, I mean, he even he even managed to write a book. Yeah, very impressive, but I guess he wasn't doing many sports. <laughs> I so, would say he was definitely picked last in gym class. This is cool and also kind of weird, but I feel like there's a lot of good things that could come out of this. I, I think this is amazing. So in college, I worked... Uh, I didn't work. I w- was in the fraternity Phi Delta Theta, and our philanthropy is ALS. Lou okay. Gehrig's disease. Yeah. And we met a lot of people who have this a terrible degenerative muscle disease where they eventually lose the ability to talk and then it eventually kills them. Right. And there's a lot of individuals who could no longer speak and they just would just sit there. But like their, you know, their significant others could still kind of translate have their facial expressions, not facial expressions, but like manner. I don't even know how to describe it. They would I get communicate it. for us. I, I cannot verbally communicate with my computer. Sorry, wife. Yeah. So it was incredibly sad to see, and I think this is amazing for individuals if it works. For people with ALS to be able to communicate, it's still going to kill them. It's not going to solve that problem, but at least their loved ones won't be left in the dark for a year, two years, three years while they're in, like the, the other person can't speak anymore. So I was thinking like, what percentage of people would actually do this, have this thing implanted in their brain? But it has got to be one of the most miserable things in the world to not be able to talk. To yeah. just have to sit there and observe and listen. And like people just saying things and you're like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, you're totally wrong about that. Like I feel like that's what that's what Casey does. She's listening to us talk and she's like, that's wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> and then she gets really frustrated. It's like... Uh, if only she had a way to communicate with us outside of speaking. <clears throat> wow. We should get her that implant. Let's do it. <laughs> we just have it shoot the shoot the signals directly into our headphones. I think but she'd just shoot us at that point. I, I think so as well. <laughs> I It will be a very, very, very long so, time before I'm willing to let anyone put anything anywhere near my brain. Fair enough. So when you say brain waves... Yeah. What is that like reading mind? Like 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 telecommunicate telepathy? Tel, tel- telepathy? telepathy? Thank you. <laughs> no. It's not it's not reading minds. 
That'd be way cooler. That would be. It's just reading the specific brain waves or the specific electrical impulses. And it's able to translate those specific signals into speech. Does it only do English? Be a shame if it didn't do any other speech. Well, it it doesn't. It's not like uh, electricity text. It's like it puts it through a synthesizer that's saying the word. So that would be probably every language except for like Swahili, which uses non-verbal <laughs> cues, like, like the the clicks. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you'd be able to translate that into his, or put that through and have it come out sounding anything like what it I is. I mean, they'd still have to think it though. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Eventually, I'm excited I'm sure to see where this it. goes. This is this is. I'm glad you brought this up because this makes me really happy. It, it's a pretty pretty intense. Uh, I don't want to say breakthrough, but it it has very good potential side effects. Now here is uh, not. It's not even a tangent. It's actually on this. If it could be a way that you could have this set up and have it set up with your like significant other or someone else in your life and be able to talk to each other without ever saying a word. How cool would that be? We already do that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh. We specifically don't speak. I, I only see, like, you guys make me feel like when you get mad at each other and don't say anything. <laughs> and it's just the whole room could be cut with a knife. <laughs> the tension. No, that, that would be pretty cool. It could be annoying, though. I don't know if you've ever, like, seen Casey on, like, a sugar high. If I just couldn't get that out of my head, <laughs> I might blow my head off. Like if I could turn it off, like like press my temple and like shut her off, like that would be. What if you press the wrong temple and it just turns you off? <laughs> <laughs> I just go brain dead forever. Yeah. yeah. If there's if there's a way to turn it off, that'd be really cool because I could ask her to bring me stuff when I'm upstairs and she's downstairs. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we already can do that with texting, but they can ignore that. Yeah, they can't ignore <laughs> signals going directly into their brain. Yeah. There's a South Park episode, not exactly like this. But uh, they have they put in brain implants that your thoughts go directly to social media. Ooh, it's called Shitter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, no, th- this this technology has the potential to do lots of things for lots of people, and it's very very interesting, and very exciting. I thought. Speaking of shitty ideas, yeah, Tesla is promising autonomous ride sharing network by twenty twenty. Yeah. Robo taxis, or depending on how you read it, robot axis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the robot powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the robot axis. This software update is going to allow you to put your Tesla in ride sharing mode, and you don't have to be in the car for this. So basically, your Tesla, you, you press this button, your Tesla becomes an Uber and just drives people around and makes you money, sort of. So Musk, who has a tendency while he's a very brilliant guy and says a lot of things, he's a a tendency to say extraordinary things. He said there's going to be over a million by 2020. This seems to me though, just to be a terrible idea. I can see how this could go terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah. I mean, the, there are car sharing things already where you like lend someone your car and there's already been like bad enough stuff with that. This does eliminate the fact that somebody else is driving your car. It, It, it puts all of the faith in the Tesla Tesla autopilot instead of Johnny from Kentucky, who's probably had too much to drink and drank way too much cough syrup this morning. Yeah, but the, it it's I don't I don't want college kids puking in the back of my Tesla. 
or enjoying the rest of their night in the back of my Tesla. Uh, no, none <laughs> of that. I mean, and who's to say that someone doesn't very easily figure out how to steal it? I mean, you're already in the car. Yeah. Nothing's stopping you. You're halfway there. It, you can just like plug a USB dongle into the OS, ODB2 and figure out how to hack it. Or, which uh, you, you've put here, not getting out when they say they've gotten out, is they take it back to your house at the end of the night. Yeah. And they find you. And they, just, and they just wait in your car until you get in it for work the next day and then kill you. Yep. That seems like a possibility. I mean, that's definitely an old mother story right there. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> but, what do you like go to your car and let's say you've parked in kind of a sketchy area. Do you look in your back seat first? No. Yeah. I sometimes do. If it's like at night and I'm like in a really, like I used to, I used to live in the ghetto as Elvis would say. <laughs> and I, I would, I don't say I would check my car, but like when I was on a college campus and there was weird people all over the place, I was definitely looking in my back seat sometimes. So I used to not lock my car. Used to? Used to. You're just saying used to so that people... Oh, well, actually, no. Now you should lock your car. I carry a couple... Almost $1,000 worth of tools in that sucker now. Yeah, you should definitely keep that bitch locked. Yeah, I can't afford to lose them. Keep that girl on lock. Yeah. But, I mean, I live in a relatively safe area, but it is... I, I get up in the dark now, and I get my car in the dark, and I've definitely scared the shit out of myself with all the crap I have in my back seat. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been driving and I check my rearview mirror and there's just a hoodie sitting. Like I hung up on, or I took it off because it was hanging up on the headrest. <laughs> and it looked like someone was wearing a hoodie in my <laughs> back seat. And I was, I was crashed. That's not even that's 200, 200 yards out of my parking lot. Almost killed the car in front of me. <laughs> oh my God. That's terrible. Yeah. Because I was, I was at the stoplight and then. You know, a car was pulling up behind me and their headlights were coming through. So I flipped my mirror up and then I was like, wait, what was that? And I flipped it down and it's just this hoodie looking back at me. Uh, and I was, I immediately stepped on the gas like an a-hole and almost hit the car behind me. Nice. You know, I hit I, the car in front of me. I bet you I could get Casey to not talk to me for about three months. You, you know how I would do it? How would you do it? So I would wait until she's like leaving from somewhere at night or in the morning or in the dark. She she already scares easily, but I would climb into her back seat, hide like with it like because there's a lot of crap in there. I would like put a blanket over me, and like five seconds after she starts going, just be like, Wah! and she would not talk to me for. I like she might legitimately divorce me, but yeah. <laughs> not only that, but you also might have to pay for a new car. Possibly, or, I already did, or yeah. at least an upholstery cleaning. <laughs> she would be so pissed. And I'm definitely never going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Our computer's giving me very dirty looks right now. Yeah. That's all I've got. I I don't... So, actually, I want to include one more thing on this one uh, with Tesla. Would you do it? Nope. Would you ever participate in a ride-sharing program? No. Okay. I think that I think that Uber's sketchy. It can be sketchy. I've heard some, some terrible stories of uh like what some of our mutual friends they were picked up by a quote uber driver who is also doing lyft in the same time so they picked up this other guy and took him to some like drug house and then finally ended up going to our mutual friend's destination and sketchy yeah so i think uber and lyft are sketchy already i think that giving lending someone your car is an awful 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 idea 
and even if you're making money off of it because you ever heard you know drive it like it's a rental yeah <laughs> you, you i participate you in do that not, study. yeah you <laughs> do not respect other people's cars because you're not the one dealing with the broken transmission in a thousand miles yeah i mean uh, you you accelerate hard and you brake even harder in a rental right and it's like why would you do that with cars that are already incredibly expensive why would you let someone just sit in the back seat of your car while it takes them around to wherever they want to go i mean it could it could easily get jacked this is this, i don't i one i don't think it'll happen by 2020 i'm not giving it to them that's next year no way that's really soon i don't see that happening i either. think elon has a great habit of talking straight out of his asshole i think he does that a lot and it's actually come back to bite him in the ass recently yeah and it, this is another one he's he's trying to put out a pipe dream there for people to grab onto that are all about the tech world and, and making it more advanced elon might have the money but he doesn't like the technology is just not there well ford uh or was it toyota one of the two of them uh promised uh autonomous vehicles on the roads by 2020 <clears throat> tesla does already have autopilot software in there it is kind of sort of pretty much able to be an autonomous vehicle ish ish <laughs> but without a driver in it i mean the the legislation isn't there the yeah. country's governments aren't ready for teslas to drive themselves and i'm not ready for some weirdo to be sitting in the back of a tesla with no driver in the first place that's true i'm not ready for that either also if if it's a tesla and it has a steering wheel which they all do then what would prevent the person in the back from just crashing the car they could just rip on the steering wheel or like lock the steering wheel so it can't move. Ooh. And I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to be in a car that crashes, but you just jump out and duck and roll and uh, crash that thing. I'm sure there'll be some malicious things out there as with all things. It, it's just, it sounds like a terrible idea. It's probably one of those things like, like the drones delivering stuff that, the amount of bad that comes out of it is going to be very limited and I'm just being extra cynical, but I would never do this. Would you? Nope. Okay. Not ever. You know how I feel about auton autonomy on vehicles. Yeah. I'm a nut job when it comes to it. Speaking of nuts, <laughs> China has gone absolutely nuts with censoring video games. So with this recent law, video games can no longer have blood of any color, corpses, gambling like Mahjong and poker, or games that deal with china's imperial history particularly concubines and the political issues in that in that era yo communism is a great idea right <laughs> so a lot of this is gonna really really hurt video games because there are already video games which have region censored versions uh the witcher comes to mind there's some scenes where they put underwear on someone where there wasn't underwear before and <laughs> but like what they would do what a lot of games would do is like when you if you can't allow blood they would just turn it green and be like that's slime gotcha <laughs> but china said nope can't do that either so the tiny developers the indie developers who barely like have you know the manpower the manpower to, to do these things in the first place they're going to be absolutely destroyed by this and china's a big market it's is it not the largest market? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so that means Halo is going to be banned from China. 
Well, it just won't include blood. Which Halo doesn't really have that much blood in the first but place. But it has a lot of dead bodies. See, that's the, that's the weird thing. I, I don't know in context what corpses means. Like, are zombies corpses? God, man, can you imagine a zombie game without any gore? That sounds awful. That sounds so <laughs> stupid. But, I mean, like, if you kill someone, do they just, boop, disappear? Or, like, is it that you can't be surrounded by a room of dead bodies? That would be a great add-on to Halo. <laughs> if you just, if you got a headshot, they just disappeared. <laughs> just popped. <laughs> like the confetti coming out of the grunts. Yeah. And it's now it's just a little cloud of smoke, and they're just gone. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, so I, this is just like over the top. I tried to search more into China's imperial history about they what they it. were ashamed about, but my my phone got hacked and I could no longer do that. Yeah, uh, I know their imperial history is pretty rough with all the dynasties warring all the time. It's also a really long history. I think it started in 800 and went up until 1912 or maybe it was 1918. When they accepted the current communist, whatever they are. Well, I mean, Japan took them over in World War II. Japan conquered almost all of China. Really? Yeah. Wow. You never hear about that. The Japan was incredibly rough on China. Yep. And then they got bombed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took two back to back. I mean, it's just this is just censoring. Like... To the extreme, especially in some like, what does it really matter? Like, there's no proof that it. Once again, it's a government who has no research done, and but in this particular case, they don't care to do any research. Yeah, because what they say goes. Yeah, they have all the power. Yep. Uh, blah. But you know, communism will work out for everybody. Unlike the Chinese government, which hasn't done any research, one of Elon Musk's companies, OpenAI has done a ton of research and has created bots that play in a game called Dota 2 Defense of the Engines 2. It's it's a MOBA-style game. Uh, a lot of complex mechanics in there. But they had them... Um, so they were, they were bots that people could play last weekend. So they've been training these bots over years and uh, years and years of data, I guess. They just shoved all of these previous Dota matches into them and had the bots learn what to do, how to play, that kind of thing. So people were playing these bots last weekend and the bots won 94 percent of the time can we please bring up this article that is nuts they won seven thousand two oh ninety nine percent excuse me they won seven thousand two hundred and fifteen games against humans i think they lost something like if you scroll down a little bit 36 of them 42, 42 competitive games and uh one team won 10 games against this uh this these bots and that team should definitely go pro if they're not already. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple, only three other teams won three games in a row. So, yeah, it, that is that is absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that suck that were trying this out. So, that's skewing the stats a little bit. But let's assume that it's an accurate representation of the Dota community. Yeah. Like, that's really good. And and they said after this, they're no longer, OpenAI is no longer going to focus on video games. They're going to use their AI to do other things. This is kind of like a proof concept, proof that it can be really good, proof that it's like excellent against you know people. Um, yeah, they fed it 180 years worth of games. And oh for the tournament, God. it played a total of 10.7 years worth of games when you combine competitive and cooperative matches. That's a lot of data. That is. And I'm, that's 
super impressed. If you don't follow the tech news or you don't care about tech, this doesn't mean much to you. But if you do, that's an insane stat. It's a very good AI, but more impressive than that are the couple of people that beat it. Yeah. I mean, this thing has basically 200 years worth of experience. And obviously, these people don't. But they were able to pull out 10 wins against this incredibly good AI. Like, that's awesome. So, obviously, it needs more work because something with 200 years of experience should be able to beat a human, right? Right. And it should absolutely get there to 100%. But still, very impressive. The the thing is, there's always mechanics in games that can force a no-win situation on somebody. Yeah, I see that. But enough about AI because... You know, who cares? <laughs> Apparently, Fortnite is suffering a crunch. So in a lot of work environments, and especially the gaming industry, there's a thing called a crunch, which more or less is when you come up to a deadline, you have to put in those extra hours in order to get the product ready on time. Yeah. So it's been especially highlighted in the gaming industry over the last couple of years. They're talking about forming a gaming developers union uh, and it's all, we've talked about this a little bit before. It's all business driven. They pick a, a date that the game needs to be released by and it has to be done. And whether or not it's done, for the most part, they release it. That's why you get these really, really buggy games. But Fortnite uh, is doing things a little bit differently. So the game was released in November of 2017 and the Battle Royale was released then. And they've been constantly doing updates on it which if you think about it is more or less constant development for yeah. those of you familiar with corporate environments this what they're doing is an agile approach instead of a waterfall approach to to, to development is what they're doing yeah because they're they're constantly and i mean like at a very impressive rate constantly adding new content into the game not only they're adding that new content they're tweaking things they're taking feedback and they they have established a very good community developer relationship they have i'll give fortnite that it seems right now they've kind of lost the community but that's because they're trying to make it a little more new player friendly okay but all of this all of this interaction this development it creates work and someone's got to do it and what it's led to is crunch for the employees they have quite a few employees working on all kinds of different stuff, but they've pretty much been worked to the death recently. Uh, and it's a, it's a problem partially with corporate atmosphere. It's another problem with their, uh, their deadline, the way their deadlines are scheduled. Yeah. And a lot of it is just, they're, they're doing a little bit too much. So, I mean, you think about it. They put out a relatively big patch every two or so weeks. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, so every week they put out a patch, but most of those are bug fixes. And then and then the following week, it's a big thing. Yes. It's like a new item. Yep. So they, you know, that team only has, the team, let's say, working on a particular item, they maybe have four weeks to get it all done and into the game. And if they don't, then what's Epic going to put out on that patch? Yeah. Right, so people are expecting this, and Epic is trying to stay ahead of the curve. They want to be on top forever, so they need to try and keep stuff fresh and interesting, which is great for the consumer. But for the developer, like 
these people are just getting run into the ground and it's going to it, it will come back to bite epic yeah what's happening is they're losing their talented developers who can't take it anymore and they're getting newer ones who are let's just say at the very least are not as well trained not as well in tuned with everything that's going on even if they have a lot of experience they're they're new to the company so they yeah. can't pick things up as as fast a pace so it's it's a it's really bad for for the gaming industry as a whole that they're doing this and uh, an article came out i bring it up because i bring th- there's an article that came out this week that focuses a lot on this i is a polygon article and it really just like criticizes them and talks to a lot of anonymous employees who are scared to get fired for not working 70 80 100 hour weeks yo that is a lot the and that's it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on someone in any situation if you put that pressure on yourself that's okay if you choose to do that let's say you're a small business owner you can absolutely stay those extra hours work that extra time but you shouldn't force anyone else to do that when the average work week should is or should be about 40 hours a week there's no need to make someone stay two or three times that much i i totally agree i as as a consumer, I appreciate the work that has been done, but honestly, I would be okay if updates were, became slowed down. It's almost like too fast. As it really a is. Yeah. So what happens is they put one good thing in, and you only get to enjoy it for a certain amount of time before some other mechanic changes the landscape of the game again. But I think that kind of has an interesting effect, is because you're you're always learning. You're always relearning how to play the game, do something differently, and I think that that creates somewhat of an advantage for them because then it's it's a little bit less stale. Agreed. And I think that I think that Fortnite's got not going to live forever. It's almost certainly not going to live forever. No. Uh, but they're they've done a lot of things that a lot of other. I, I hope that a lot of other game developers take into account. They, Fortnite has really Epic has really done a lot of good. They have a lot of good ideas. In excellent execution, but this particular one is, is bad. So what I'm hoping, like I said, is that other developers are going to take a lot of lessons learned out of this whole craze. Yeah, I think a, a good strategy would be to use recycling because what Fortnite does is they put out new game modes, new things, and then the, eventually they're gone forever. If they if they wanted to introduce something else, just recycle an old thing that was that had popularity because all, most most of the time we all enjoy it again. They introduce game modes that like I haven't played in you know a couple months or a year now that I would love to have come back. And yeah. if that's the only thing they introduced, I'd be perfectly happy with it. Yep. As a consumer, it would be great. But if you've got that ultra ADHD and you need new stuff all the time, I won't call it for them. And that that's who Fortnite's really appealing to. It's yeah. those those kids who who want or need something new all the time. To add on to that, the it is fifty to a hundred hours people are working in a regular week. Uh, the company does have this unlimited time off policy, which is impo- absolutely nuts. Which <laughs> but you can't take it. Yeah. Well, you can. You're just gonna be that. You're gonna be that guy who effed everyone else over on the team. Yep. It's like it's it's like when you screw up, your whole squad gets punished. Yeah. And in this case, if you take vacation, everyone hates you. It sucks, man. It's it's a it's a shitty working environment, and I hope that they do something about it, even if it means slowing down. Like, if, for example, Apex has said in order to not do this, 
they're going to release stuff at a slower rate. Yeah. I'm like, good for you. I maybe would have waited a bit. I think they should try and keep it as fresh as possible for the for the time being yeah. while they're still establishing themselves as a as a real player. But it, I get it and I appreciate it. And I'm sure that the game developers and ultimately their families appreciate it. Agreed. And that is enough about Fortnite. On to something much more exciting, much bigger, much better. The new Call of Duty is almost certainly Modern Warfare 4. I, you, you told me this earlier in the week, and I have been ecstatic since. Like, I love playing Fortnite, but I cannot wait to find another game that makes me stop playing it for good. Yeah, and I think, I hope, that Modern Warfare 4 is that game because we played a whole lot of Modern Warfare 2 together. We did. That was like our bread and butter. It was. That was that was what really pushed me over the edge into an un- unhealthy level of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back, right? But Modern Warfare 3, we were at different times in our lives. Like, I was in college. You were still in high school. Yeah. Um, I played it a lot. I It was really fun. But it missed that that game that I could play with everyone else. Because a lot of, a lot of people weren't playing it at that time. I'm at the point in my life right now and a lot of other people are in a similar area where we have those nights and weekends open to play games. And right now we're not all currently playing the same game, but I sincerely hope that Modern Warfare 4 lives up to the hype that I've given it in my mind <laughs> and that we it's and just it crushes it because it's so exciting for me. Our, speaking of games that we can play together, are you excited for Halo to come back out? And I hope they do it and have an online co-op storyline. They pretty much have to. Yeah. And yes, I have already bought... Well, no, I didn't buy Halo ODST. I think I bought every single Halo game. (laughs) But I've already bought every single Halo game. I bought the Master Chief Collection, and I'm still going to buy the Master Chief Collection on PC again. I think I'm just going to sink all my money into what... I would consider is the absolute best gaming series of all time. I'll give it to you there. It is by far the best gaming series. Starting starting from Halo 1, which was revolutionary, really good, introduced a lot of things that many other games take from. All the way, like, not every game was perfect. Halo 4 was absolute garbage. I... Dude. I can't believe anyone would pick that as their favorite Halo game. Halo 4, if you think Halo 4 is the best game to ever exist, (laughs) you are challenged. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they were were all good. Starting from Halo 1, Halo 2, my favorite game ever. Uh, Halo Reach had some really good points to it. That's the first one being released in the Master Chief Collection. And Halo 5 was, it was really fun. It just lacked something. It lacked sustenance on the storyline aspect. And the multiplayer was not quite there. Yeah. It wasn't quite there. But, man, I'm so excited for Halo and this next Call of Duty. And for the first time ever, I'm going to be playing Halo on PC, which is just weird to say. I have only ever played Halo, the original Halo, on PC. Yeah. I want I I'm really curious how much it's going to change because when you take something on console and port it over to PC it's very different like Overwatch for example the ultimate best character if you will it for most situations is their sniper. Yeah. And 
on console, that is not the case because you have so much less granular movement of your cursor and it's really hard to hit shots as a sniper on console. I mean, yeah, it's possible with enough practice and training and whatever, but it's like the, the compositions that you see on console are so different than the compositions that you see on PC just because the mechanics are different. I'm wondering how much is Halo going to change when you put it on PC? I feel like uh, playing what what game mode is that where headshots are instant death? SWAT. SWAT is going to be nuts. It's, I feel like it's going to be not fun at all. You can't peek any corner. Nope, you got to be absolutely sure. Just it's basically just going to be people shooting at head level, no matter where they are. Just yeah. holding down that right, well, left mouse button, I guess, yeah. not right trigger. So I. That's a good point you brought up about how things change from console play to PC play. Uh, the I just want to bring this up with Fortnite is building on console is a much greater, you know, that's good English advantage because the aim is so poor on console in general that if you're a better builder, you win every fight. In PC, if you're a better shooter, you win every fight because everyone can build at relatively the same rates. Maybe not in the same order, but everyone can spam buildings. That's in interesting. Console, in console, if you can put it in a coherent way, you win every fight because everyone's accuracy blows chunks on console. Yeah, because it, it's so much harder to hit. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but all console games have some sort of auto-aim assist. Because if you like to. if you've ever tried to shoot your teammates in a lot of games it's really hard because there's no auto aim on your teammates and you just you're just spraying and praying really yeah but i, I i'm a, i gotta say i'm a little worried that halo is kind of gonna suck on pc it's gonna be too much of the ultra accuracy uh and it's not gonna be quite as fun but i'm still really excited for that and really 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 excited for modern warfare 4 you ready to wrap this bad boy up i'm ready to wrap this one up it was a longer one it was but much it was, longer than last week, but much. It was it was a good episode. You thought it was gonna be bad. I took that that nap right before. You yeah. thought it was gonna be rough. Yep, and it was rough setting it up, but we got into the swing of things pretty quickly. And yeah, man, yeah, I told you I was irritated at the audio setup, but not at you. Yeah, okay, but you're so grumpy when you wake up. I am <laughs> <laughs> a freaking bear. This is an excellent episode. Really enjoyed it. Uh. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube and follow us on Instagram, Facebook. And yes, we actually do have a Twitter, even though it's not used that much and hardly anybody knows about it, but that's okay. Even your co-host didn't know about it. She, uh, Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you did not know about it. Did not. If you have any tips, suggestions, feedback, things you would like to hear us discuss on the podcast or Cosmopolitan articles for Zach, Please don't hesitate to send us an email at launchspeedpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us through social media. If you want to support us and get some awesome merch, head on over to our Teespring page and get some bear gear because everybody likes bears. And thank you to all of our patrons. If you want to get stickers, shoutouts, bonus content, and permanent discounts from our Teespring, help us out by subscribing to some of our tiers starting at a measly $2 a month. Your contributions help keep the content rolling and the beer flowing. This is Captain Kirk. Signing out.